You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday morning that this has found you after a, a wonderful week. Um, we're going to jump right in it today. We're going to get immediately into it, and then we'll talk a little bit more. But I want you to turn to Galatians 4. We'll be in verse 1. We're going to read verse 1 through 7 real quick in Galatians chapter 4. Um, this is something that the Lord has had on my heart. Really, He's been preparing this on my heart for several weeks. And uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but we are going to talk about our meeting and our not meeting again. We've talked about this several times. It seems like every, every week there's some aspect that we're addressing of it. And what I need you to hear now about that is this. As I am constantly before the Lord asking this question of when will we gather? When will we gather? Continuously before him, seeking him for understanding that we could get to that place where we're supposed to be, where that release of us gathering can happen. Because we know, talking last week, we are a spirit-abiding church, okay? And so we make these decisions in the spirit. We allow and submit to the spirit to lead us in all these things. And gathering together again is one of those things. And we will not gather until he says gather because we know that he is in the business of doing a lot of things right now. He is working mightily on behalf of the individual, on behalf of uh, just speaking of personal testimony in my heart. I know he's working mightily in me and I know he's working mightily in you. And so we know that he has got a degree of glory that he wants us to be at for this gathering. But anyways, I'm continually before the Lord seeking him, and he brought me a new revelation this week. And so let's start by reading in Galatians 4. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So these are the questions that the Lord has had on my heart, hit me with them Monday in a conversation with our worship pastor, the Lord uh, highlighted this. Do we submit to the spirit of God in all things or just the convenient things? And he's asking me this question. He's asking me this question. He first asked me this question. Now I'm asking you as I'm also examining myself and examining the answer within my own heart for me personally. But do we, you and I, do we walk with the Spirit of God in every, every area of our lives? Or just the easy ones? 
Do we walk with the Spirit of God in this setting, the church setting, but not in our work setting or in our home setting or in our our time setting? If we walk and submit to the Spirit of God in all things and we recognize that we were purchased by His blood and we are His and we submit to that reality and we recognize that He is Father and we are His children, And in that, we are to serve our Father, honor our Father. If we can embrace that and recognize that and believe that is truth, then do we submit to the Spirit in all things? The answer should be yes. But what I found in myself is the answer was no. And what was it for me personally was my time. You hear that? My time. Every hour, every moment of my day is His. It's not mine. It does not belong to me. I made that commitment to him when I said yes to the call as pastor. When he said, this is what I'm calling you to, and this is what is required of you, and I sign my name, yes, I will submit to you in all things to lead your people. I've submitted my time to him completely. And what I was recognizing is that in this time of isolation and not being with everybody. I got into my own routine. I I started doing what I wanted to do all the time. Now, listen, the Lord wants you to do the things that you want to do, but in His timing. Because there are things that He needs you to be a part of each and every day. And if we are submitting to Him in all things, then the desires of our heart will also be met. The dreams that we have will also come to fruition while serving the Spirit as He leads. So I was recognizing that in myself, and I'm questioning this all week. And as I'm reflecting on it, and reflecting on what God is doing right now, I get a a message from our children's pastor. She sends me this message of another pastor of a big church. Um, But his, his message to his congregation and to the people in their communities and really their state, of why he is still not meeting. Why their church is still not meeting. And he begins to articulate things that I've had in my heart, thoughts that I've had running through my head, conversations that I've had with the Lord myself. He's having the same conversations. And that's what Deb was recognizing when she sent me this. She's like, I can recognize this in myself. I can recognize this in our other pastors and our other leaders of this church. These are things that we've discussed. These are conversations that we've had. These are desires in our heart. And this other pastor across the country is saying the same thing. And man, I just started to rejoice as I was watching this video because I was seeing unity in the church like we've talked about being unified in spirit. This is a man I've never met. This is a man I've never heard from before, but we were unified in spirit, being led together. God is speaking to his church, and what we're seeing now is that the church is actually listening to what God is saying, and I was encouraged. I was pumped up. And as I'm listening to this man and listening to him and then also reflecting all of the things that the Lord has been highlighting that he's been doing over the last several weeks that we've been talking about, what he's been doing in this time, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm recognizing this, and the Lord is bringing this back to my mind, and I'm seeing it. This pastor says this, 
The Lord said this to him. The Lord said, do you not recognize that you are being prepared for revival? Oh, man, it hit me like a freight train. He asked me the same question. Parker, do you not recognize that your community is being prepped for revival? Come on, man. If that doesn't make you say amen, get you a little bit excited, I don't know what will. But if we recognize the track record of what he's been saying he's doing, what we've experienced personally in our own testimony of what he's doing along the road, we can see that's exactly what he's preparing us for. He's preparing us for revival in our community. In West Texas, the Lord is prepping the ground for revival. And look at everything that he said, everything that he's prophesied, spoken and promised over this house. Had to come someday, right? He's prepping us for that day, preparing us for that day of revival. And I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting there, I was in here the other day uh, in the sanctuary just praying and, and I was just thanking God uh, for all that he's doing. I'm just thinking, man, I cannot wait to get back. I can't wait to get back here. And the Lord just stopped me and goes, you mean you can't wait to arrive there? Start thinking about that. Even in, even in the smallest speech, and you guys know what I meant, I can't wait for us to be together. But the Lord wanted to highlight something very important. He wanted me to recognize that when you get together, it will not be back. It will be in a new place. You will not get back. You will arrive. When we gather in here, we will not be back Together, we will have arrived together in a new place. A new level of glory will be over this house. We will be in a new place and we will have arrived there together. We won't be back. We will be there. We will have arrived. Man, that got me excited. It's a new place that we're going. You know, I, as the Lord said this to me, <clears throat> this song is playing, um, it's uh, You're Beautiful by Phil Wickham. And I'm listening to this. And he, I'm, I'm dead serious. The Lord says this when you arrive there. And the, the bridge of this song plays. And I'm just going to read it to you real quick. It says, when we arrive at eternity's shore, where death is just a memory and tears are no more, we'll enter in as the wedding bells ring your bride will come together and will sing you're beautiful. And I used to always sing that song like, okay, well, it's talking about when we die. And kind of, yeah. But then the Lord is like, no, 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 no. Do you not remember how Jesus taught you to pray? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We will arrive, we get to experience Eternity shores, we get to experience where death is just a memory. We know that death is present, but death is not the end for us. We get to enter in this place with wedding bells ringing. We get to be this bride that comes together and sings and blesses him. When we arrive in this place, the kingdom of heaven will be established in a way we have not yet encountered. 
And that's really the point here is I want you to recognize that when we arrive to this new level of glory, we will encounter a new degree of the kingdom, a new establishment of the kingdom of God, a new outpouring of the spirit of God that we have yet to encounter, a glimpse into his heart that we have not yet seen. Man, that's where we're going. But this is important. This is really important. And this is what the Lord has hit me with. And we're getting to the meat of all this. That, what I've just described, is a gathering that is born in promise. Born through promise. Born in obedience. That's what that gathering is. That's how we arrive at that place. It's a gathering born in promise. Look at Galatians 4, verse 23. The Lord highlighted something so powerful to me in this verse. I didn't expect it. But I've had that question that I've asked, am am I walking, am I submitting to the Spirit in all things or just the convenient things? And I'm asking myself this all week. And at the same time, the Lord is saying, Galatians 4, read Galatians 4, read Galatians 4. Finally, I do it. And he brings me to this verse. And I'm not reading this with any agenda. I'm just reading it and the Lord speaks. Don't you love when you just open the scripture and you just read and you allow the spirit of God to just hit you with truth. So good. Verse 23 of Galatians 4. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh. While the son of the free woman was born through promise. And we'll read a little bit more in just a second, but what I want to highlight real quick is what the Lord said. He said, you can be a gathering born of flesh, or you can be a gathering born through promise. Man, that hit me. Hit me hard and confirmed everything in me that I don't want to be a gathering that gathers because we want to. I want to be a gathering born in obedience. Because that's where the kingdom of God can establish itself the way God has intended. That's when we, as a house, can arrive at that level of glory made for an ever-increasing glory. We can arrive at that level of glory together. It's when we're born through promise. When we're born through obedience. Jump down to verse 28. Now you, brothers like Isaac, are children of promise. We are children of promise. We've talked about it. We know it. You can sit there and recall. And I would encourage you to just after this, I would challenge you, just write down what you can remember God promising over this house and over your family. Over you personally, but also over this house. Write it down. Because you are a child born of promise and you need to recognize and you need to stand on those promises. When times get tough, you got to recall those things that the Lord has spoken over you. So read those, write those down and recite them to yourself. Just continue to affirm yourself that God is a faithful God and he has spoken these things over you. We are children of promise, verse 29. But just as at that time he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him, who was born according to the Spirit. So also it is now. But what does the Scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son, 
For the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. So, brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. Chapter 5, verse 1. For freedom, Christ says, set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So, I'll ask you again. Do you, do we, walk in spirit in every aspect? If so, then you are being prepared to lead revival in this land. You are being prepped right now to lead revival, not just to be a participant in it, not to just to be not to be an observer of it, but to be a leader in it. You have been anointed, church. I want you to hear this. Please hear this. You have been anointed. I'm just going to prophesy over you a little bit or really just affirm something you should already know. We should already know. You have been anointed for such a time as this. You have been anointed to lead the generations now. You have been anointed for such a time as this. You have been prophesied over. You have been You have seen the miraculous. You have been made ready and are being made ready to lead. Hear that and take ownership of it. To lead, to be a leader in what comes next. You have been made a leader. You are anointed. I'm telling you right now what, it's Saturday for me, March 16th at 10.08 a.m., okay, so you can write that down when I'm speaking it to you, but you're going to hear it on Sunday at some point in time or maybe later in the week. I don't know. But you need to recognize, and I want you to receive it right now as you're hearing it. You have been anointed to lead revival. Own it. Stand firm on it. When the enemy comes to try to doubt and bring doubt, fear, and division and all that good stuff that he's going to try to do, all that stuff that he's going to try to attach to you, when he tries to do that, Stand firm on this moment right now. You have been anointed to lead revival. But in order to do that, you must submit to the Spirit in all things. In order for myself to do that, I must submit myself to the Spirit in every aspect of my life, that I would walk with the Spirit in every aspect, that He would own my every moment. And my every moment would be submitted to him. Look at Galatians 5, verse 5. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. Jump down to 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Now to 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, Dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you, 
As I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Hear this. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit in all things, not in some things, in all things. We step with the Spirit if we proclaim that we live by the Spirit. So let us keep in step with the Spirit to become a house, to continue to be this house born through promise. You know, something's been very clear to me ever since we moved out here. And I I just thank and bless Randy for it. One of the first things he said to me was, your ministry... When I was starting out as youth pastor here, he said, your ministry, he has to build it. You cannot try to formulate in your head what it can look like. You cannot try to recreate things that you've encountered. You have to let him build it. And if you let him build it, they will come. And now you guys recognize the uniqueness of the ministry that I had as a youth pastor. It didn't look like anything else. But the Lord built it. And that you can be sure. That you can rest and stand firmly on. The Lord built it. And we know for a long time, but especially the last 12 years, that the Lord has built, he has established his kingdom through Randy in this place, in this community. He has built it, and he is going to continue to build it. But the key thing is, is we have to continue to be led and in step with the Spirit that we could continue to be a house born through promise, a house born in promise. Now we know what he's spoken over this place. And I hope that you're writing down right now and reciting all the things to yourself of what he's specifically spoken to you. So that you could stand firm and recognize that you are a part of a house. You are a part of a community because you are an individual that is born through promise, that lives in the promise and faithfulness of God. And we are a house born through promise. We must walk with the Spirit in every aspect of our lives, every single one. Because if we live by the Spirit, we must also keep in step with the Spirit. And that includes all things, even the desires of our heart. The desires of our heart and the desire of my heart is to meet with you, to not talk to a camera in an empty room but to see your faces in these seats, to hear your voices as we sing. That is the desire of my heart. But we, 
will be a gathering born in promise, and born in obedience. Because that's what I want for you. That's what I want for this house. I want it to be built by God and God alone. So we'll wait. We'll allow the Lord to lead us. We'll allow the Lord to continue to prepare us to lead revival, because that's where we're going. We are being prepared. We are being prepped right now for revival. We have been prepped for revival for a long time. We're in the final stages. Take heart. Engage fully. Allow the Lord to fully prepare you for revival, to lead it. Not to just be a part of it, but to lead it. And if you live by the Spirit, then keep in step with the Spirit in all aspects of your life. I will do the same. Church, I love you. I am blessed to be your pastor. This is, again, not the, not the way I wanted to become a head pastor. I never, well, let me change it. I never wanted to become a head pastor, but I definitely didn't want to become a head pastor under these kind of circumstances. But uh, I find myself each and every day just so joyful that the Lord has anointed me and the Lord has called me to be your pastor. It blesses my heart, just the thought of it. So be encouraged today. Be excited with me today. He is equipping you. He is preparing you. He has equipped you to lead revival. But submit to the Spirit in all things, in every aspect, that you would be fully a child born in promise, completely a child born in promise. In this place, when we gather, when we arrive there, we will be a gathering born in promise. And oh, what a glorious day. What a glorious day. Because we will, be, we will have arrived at a level of glory, a degree of glory, closer to heaven, closer to the Father's heart, deeper into the Father's heart, rather. Discovering more about who he is and establishing the kingdom of heaven like it's never been established in this community. I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. I love you. I just pray blessing over you, Lord. We just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that we get to be a part of it. We just pray blessing over all those hearing. I pray that there would be open and receiving and receptive hearts, Lord, that they would receive what you've spoken. But just as easily as we receive it, I pray that it would flow out of us because the valve is open. We hold nothing back and we keep nothing for ourselves. We hold it wide open. We pray blessing over this place in all aspects. We pray blessing over all those a part of this house, all members. Lord, we pray that everywhere they go in every aspect of their day, Lord, they would see you and they would see themselves establishing the kingdom of heaven in every place that they go. I pray that they would find favor in all that they do. Lord, I pray that the miraculous would just freely reign over them and then would freely reign through them into the lives of those around them. We just thank you, God. We thank you for this body. We thank you for what you're doing in our community and that you have called us and created us for such a time as this to be a part 
of what you're doing. Lord, we thank you that at the very foundations of the world, you had this point in time. You knew it would come. And you said, it's okay, I'll send these to that point in time. I will establish them there. Lord, I thank you for that honor. I pray that we would receive that honor fully. Lord, I just, I see the members of this house going out into their daily lives and seeing, physically seeing the establishment of the kingdom of heaven flow through them. I see it. I see them touching and healing lives right now. Making ready the land for the revival to come. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.